just complain. Anybody can complain. If you're one of the 2,800 lucky souls who will be inside PPG Paints Arena tonight, don't just yell, shoot, when the Penguins are on the power play, although that might not be a bad idea. If you're going to complain, and you very much should, about the state of this team's power play, come up with solutions. That's what we're going to do today. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins offered up here bright and early every Monday through Friday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates. It is the return of fans to hockey games in Pittsburgh. Been a long, long time, but it'll happen tonight. Penguins versus Flyers, 7.08 p.m. Puck drop again with 2,800, roughly estimated, fans inside the building per the 15% of capacity that's now going to be allowed at all indoor venues across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And it's kind of fitting in a way to have the Flyers here, the state's other team, uh, to do this and to, to get some of the reaction, you know, reaction, like real reaction, like when a player scores a goal, it doesn't just have to be that one security guard cheering like I described for you after a game last week. You'll actually know that the Penguins have scored. You know, there will be a big spontaneous burst that you can't manufacture or concoct with canned crowd noise. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll also be more fun if the Penguins special teams stop being a disaster. And by that I'm referring to the power play and the PK, but one crisis at a time here, please. Let's talk about the power play, but let's do it in a constructive way. Let's actually put together a new top unit, realistic here, realistic, and a new second unit. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, hypoallergenic, warmer than wool. This is the time of year for Warrior Alpaca Socks. When you go to their website, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. One more time, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK, just for our podcast listeners. Okay, now when I said that I would propose a top power play and changes to it that would be realistic. I meant realistic as in these are actual people that I could move on and off. Not that I think these are going to happen, okay? There's a there's a big, big difference. Let's go to the top unit, obviously, since they're out there for, oh, you know, a minute and a half to the full two minutes because they're just that awesome that there's no way they can come off the ice for the other guys who actually do shoot the puck. The first unit has... One problem above all, and that is that it does not get the puck to the net. It's not about Patrick Hornquist and his presence missed at the net as much as it is Patrick Hornquist screaming at those guys to shoot the puck because he's taking a 
speeding in the blue paint, and he's going to kill someone if they don't at least try to get the puck his way for all the pain he's enduring. That did used to happen. Hornquist would let these guys know in a way that you'd have to be Hornquist to understand. The emotion with which he'd be speaking on this subject. He would even do that in practice. He'd, he'd let them have it. He didn't care who you were. If it was Crosby, Malkin, Latang, didn't matter. That's what's missing from this power play. But he's gone. He's gone, obviously. So you have to work with the solutions that are potentially at hand. I see two problems on this power play specifically when it comes to shooting. One is that there isn't a true gunner, even though the power play is set up for five guys to work like a Pentagon passing drill around the perimeter of the rink, and then one of them to kind of drift into the high slot and get ready for some miracle saucer pass that's going to end up right on their blade for them to blast it past the goalie top shelf. The problem with everything I'm saying here is that the guy who pops into the top of the slot more often than not is Brian Rust, who while he is the Penguins' leading goal scorer and was the Penguins' leading goal scorer last season, is absolutely not anyone's trigger man. He just isn't. I say that with immense respect. He's not a guy that any goaltender anywhere is going to fear in terms of releasing the puck from any significant distance. Ask yourself, just put in your own head real quick, when's the last time you saw Rust score from distance? Yeah, there. They don't have that player on that unit. They do have that player on the roster, and they don't utilize him. That's Kasperi Kapanen. Why you acquire Kapanen, knowing that you've been missing a gunner, a guy who thinks shoot first, not that he isn't capable of other things, but he thinks shoot first. He's a shooter. He's a goal scorer. Why you have him sitting on your bench when you're having a shooting problem with your top unit makes zero sense to me. So that's one change that I'd make. The other one, and here's where we really get to uh, stretching the bounds of realism. I take Evgeny Malkin off the left point. I take him completely off the power play, meaning off the top unit. And I put Mike Matheson out there on the left point. Matheson's got some warts, but none of them involve offense. And certainly none of them involve his ability to get the puck through traffic and onto the net with authority, and I might add with a really short half windup that is almost frighteningly at times uh, reminiscent of the way Sergei Gonchar would pump the puck through. Remember that, especially when Gonch was working center point. He would just handle the umbrella all by himself. He didn't care what kind of help he got from the wings there, from the boards, because he knew he was going to get the puck through. He wasn't going to get it blocked. And he knew it wasn't going to take him long to get rid of it. I'm not suggesting an umbrella for Matheson. That's trusting him way too much for whatever might go wrong. But I am suggesting that he should be the other point man across from Chris Letang. So now what are you looking at? You're looking at Letang and Matheson on the points. And you're looking at 
the first line, the first forward line, meaning the you know the five on five guys out on the rink, Sid, Kapanen, and Jake. So you might also bring to the equation a little bit of five-on-five type urgency. You don't have to treat it like it's a power play where you've got a year and a half. You can treat it like, hey, let's just do our thing out here and see if we can grind out a goal. Work it to the points, crash in that a little bit. No harm in that either. You liking this so far? All right, well, stay with me. Because if you're getting all cringy over Gino, the other problem is that your first power play can't stay out there for more than a minute. That's a Pittsburgh thing. That's been a Pittsburgh thing for 35 years. It goes back to Mario. It's never really stopped because Yager didn't come off the rink either. It's gone right through. It, it, it's, I don't know how it's managed to survive as many coaches as it has, but it has. And that needs to stop. So if you have your other resident superstar on the second unit, and your other resident superstar invariably performs better when Sid's not around for reasons none of us have ever really understood for the past decade and a half, now he's going to be on the rink with his own power play unit. And he'll have, uh, boy, I don't know, Brian Rust, uh, who else? I don't know. Whoever else you want to, you know, I I like having P.O. Joseph out there. Because he, like Matheson, gets the puck through to the net. Uh, Cody Ceci gets the puck through. Put him on the right point. What do we need? What do we need? One more player here? You know, uh, Jason Zucker is hurt. Try Jared McCann. Jared McCann will be a good retrieval guy and shoot. He'll kind of play the Jake role for you. Or you know what? Let's sit today out for the full two minutes. I don't know. All I know is that that first power play unit has absolutely no right to routinely hop over the boards in that game tonight. It just doesn't. This has become a full-blown six-week, seven-week disaster. And Mike Sullivan isn't doing his job if he just says, all right, go get them, fellas. Let's try harder. Hey, shoot the puck if it occurs to you and whatever else. That's not going to fly. you got to do better than that. you got to try something. I like my first unit. I don't care all that much about the second unit. So try my first unit. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question if you'd like to leave one you can do that by visiting dk pittsburgh sports find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments this segment of daily shot is brought to you always by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in western pennsylvania they're here for you when you need them go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you Today's Just One Question comes from Carmen, who asks, just one question, I get that Gino not being in shape impacts his five-on-five play, 
but is, is this a factor on the power play as well? And if so, would you consider replacing him on the power play? Yes, I would, Carmen. I didn't know this was where you'd be going here. Because this is an issue in and of itself that has to be corrected beyond Gino. To go to your original question, yes, absolutely. Picture to yourself how Malkin has scored most of his power play goals over the course of his career. They've been on longer range blasts because he's played at the point. When he's been up front, and that obviously hasn't been the case uh, very much for a couple of years now, but when he's been up front on the power play, most of his goals have been by crashing the net. I know people don't think of him that way, but I have video to support this case where he'll come in and just clean up or he'll come in and just see something hanging around the net or he'll drive through and someone will hit him with a pass in the low slot and he'll finish. He's not able to do anything right now. He's not able to do anything anywhere near his level is a fairer way to put it. And not being in NHL game-ready shape, conditioning, whatever term it is that you want to use for it, and there are derisive ones for it as well, it affects everything. It affects everything that you do because you're not breathing right. You're not reacting right. You're mentally tired because you're physically tired. Your decisions aren't going to be very good ones. Picture yourself when you participated in sports and try to remember how much dumber you got deeper and deeper into the competition. Now, okay, see, now you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you would just end up doing the dumbest things, and you didn't know why other than the fact that you were just beat and just couldn't think of anything else. Really, in life, it's not any different, regardless of what you do for a living. Don't get a full night's rest. How sharp are you? It's affecting everything about his play right now. Everything. Face-offs, his passing, his stick handling, his ability to receive passes, the stuff that we used to just take for granted. How many times do you see now when the puck is sent his way in the neutral zone and it just kind of bounces off him and goes somewhere and you went, what? What is that? And you think to yourself, your initial thought, at least mine is, oh, he's being lazy. He didn't try very hard for that. He just doesn't have any gas. He's got nothing going for himself right now. And yes, absolutely, Carmen, it's affecting the power play. And yes, absolutely something can and should be done about it. I would start tonight against the Flyers. Make it clear to him, this isn't punitive. We're looking for something different right now. You can have your own unit, whatever. We're not looking to embarrass you or anything else like that. Uh, we love you. We respect everything you've uh, meant to the Penguins and meant to the franchise. Uh, but we've got to try something right now because this ain't working. Thanks very much for the question, Carmen, and thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow after we're discussing how the Penguins completely followed my advice in the game tonight against Philadelphia. Point 
Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.